0: He stopped, stepped back, and touched his hat instead. Morning, ma'am, Whip said, nodding to her. The girl blinked and looked at his big hand. Whip knew why. He had moved so quickly that she couldn't be certain he had ever intended to touch her instead of tipping his hat politely. Her glance went from his long fingers to the bullwhip coiled over his right shoulder. Her eyes widened. Teamsters with bullwhips weren't particularly unusual in Colorado territory, certainly not enough so that the presence of a bullwhip should startle anyone. The girl's involuntary response told Whip that she probably knew him, or, to be precise, knew of him. With a tight motion of her head, the girl acknowledged Whip's polite greeting. Then she turned away from him with cool finality— Mr. Murphy, she called huskily. Whip felt his body tighten as though the girl had stroked him from forehead to heels. Her voice, like her walk, was pure summer honey. I've been too long without a woman. No sooner had the thought come to Whip than he knew it wasn't true. He had never been a man to be controlled by his sexuality, he had spent too many years in too many cultures where women were prohibited to foreigners, even to a polite, soft spoken foreigner with strong shoulders and smoke gray eyes and hair the color of the sun. Mr. Murphy? There was a rattle and muttering, followed by the sound of reluctant footsteps from the back room. The storekeeper left his cozy seat by the stove for the barn-like, unheated room where supplies were heaped about in untidy piles. Owning the only store in Echo Basin's remote gold country had spoiled Murphy. He made his customers feel that he was doing them a favor by selling them his overpriced goods. Behind Whip, the mercantile's door opened. Reflexively, he spun around and stepped out of the way. As he moved, his left hand went to the butt of the bullwhip that was riding his right shoulder. Though quick, the motion wasn't threatening. It was simply the action of someone who was accustomed to living alone in dangerous places among the most dangerous of all animals. Man— The four men who crowded through the door were examples of why Whip was careful not to turn his back on anyone in Echo Basin. The Culpepper boys were worse than the usual run of gold hunters. Loud, lewd, unwashed, and lazy, they weren't especially beloved by anyone. Including, if rumor could be trusted, their Arkansas mother. "'Few people were really sure which Culpepper was Beau "'or which was Clym or Darcy or Floyd. "'No one cared. "'There wasn't a finger's worth of difference in the lot of them. "'Brown hair, pale blue eyes, raw-boned, quick to anger. "'The Culpeppers were all the same. "'They were pack animals. "'They prospected, hunted, fought, and whored together.' It was whispered that the Culpepper boys also worked together to rob miners who were taking their gold from Echo Basin to Canyon City, but no one had ever caught them at it, nor had anyone pushed the matter, publicly or privately. Men who crossed the Culpeppers had a nasty habit of waking up bruised, bloodied, and of a mind to pull up stakes and try their luck in some other part of the Rocky Mountains— The Culpeppers might have been lazy when it came to hammering gold out of hard rock, but they fought savagely with fists, knives, guns, and boots. Casually, Whip eased farther back toward the wall, giving himself plenty of room. He didn't expect anything violent to happen, but a careful man was always ready. Whip was a careful man. From where he now stood, he could see the girl on his right and the Culpeppers on his left. If the men noticed Whip's movements, they didn't show it. Their pale blue eyes tracked each breath the girl took as though she was a lamb born only for their fangs. Well, it be, Shannon, Murphy demanded. Talk fast, my chillblains is aggravating me something fierce. Flour, salt. Shannon took a quick breath.